Praise the Lord. If we do have any chillins that are here, you can be dismissed to your class right now. Go have a good time. Praise God. Well, I'm going to start off by saying some really nice things about my pastor, about the man of God. Anyway, if you weren't here this morning, please get that CD, go online and listen to it because it was such a powerful, powerful message. We are not going to live in fear in these last days. Amen. We are going to live in faith. And of course, there's horrible things that are happening all over the world, but God is still God. And God is good. God is faithful. God is powerful. Amen. And don't you for a moment uh, get in fear about all the junk that's going on. The title of pastor's message this morning was Heaven's Homeland Security. Thank God we got security from on high. And not only do we know that we can dwell in the secret place of the Most High, that we can be safe, but you and I are carriers of the power of God and we have the ability to change the world, to change situations and to change circumstances through the help of the Holy Spirit. We got the power. Amen. I believe Pastor read this scripture this morning, but I want to start with it over in 2 Timothy 1, 7 out of the Amplified, at least. I don't think he read it out of that, but I like this in the Amplified. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardness, of craving and cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love, of a calm and well-balanced mind, and discipline, and in self-control. Can I get an amen? Amen. How many of you are calm? How many of you are full of peace? How many of you have a well-balanced mind? We're not going crazy. We're not full of anxiety. Our mind, our bodies, our mind are balanced. Hallelujah. And we are calm. We are settled in unsettled times. Amen. And we have a spirit of power. I was thinking about it as I, I was getting this message uh, together today. I was thinking about it. it. must have been a chorus. We've got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power. You want to sing it? In the name of the Lord. Though Satan's rages, we will not be defeated. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Amen. We are the power-packed and the power-filled generation. Glory be to God. So I dropped by tonight just to remind us we got the power in the name of Jesus and we are learning more effectively how to use it every single day. We're going to take time tonight to look at some scriptures about being filled with the Holy Ghost power. I know by, for most of you it's going to be a review and rehearse, but it's a good thing to rehearse the Word of the living God. It's a good thing to think about what happens when we pray effectively, when we pray in the Holy Ghost. There's another great scripture over in James chapter 5, verse 7. In the Amplified again. Is this it? It might get too much ring. Is this a little little teeny or loud? Okay. Well, then that's good. I'm not getting to turn him down. Okay, good. Okay. I'm excited. I don't want to yell. Hallelujah. Well, let's just skip down. Uh, 
That's not the right scripture. What is it? James 5, 7. No? Until he received, no, I want it to be about the effectual fervent prayer. Which one is that? It's uh, 514 or 13. Well, uh, I declare. I declare. I thought I knew that scripture really good. I think it's, I didn't even look it up. I just wrote that down. I believe it's James. I know it's James 5. It's 16. How could I have missed that? I'm human. I guess you all know that now. If you didn't think I wasn't, if you just thought I was an angelic supernatural being before now, now you know I'm part human as well. Anyhow, <laughs> James 5:16 in the Amplified. I want to just read the very last part of it. James 5:16, the Amplified. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes. Now say this part with me. Tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Don't you love that? Makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Now I'm not a Greek scholar, but you know that word dynamic there comes from the same Greek word that we get dynamite. What does dynamite do? Dynamite blows things up. Dynamite gets things out of the way. Dynamite makes a way where there couldn't be a way. That's how they built the road and the trails through the Rocky Mountains. They used dynamite to blow those big boulders out of the way so they could build a passageway. And when we pray in the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, He comes on us with divine unction and tremendous power is made available. That's like dynamite in the realm of the Spirit. It blows hindrances out of the way. It destroys plots and plans of the enemy and it makes divine passageway inroads into places where people haven't been able to get into. Inroads into governments, into private settings where leaders of nations are meeting and that Dombro and through praying in the Holy Ghost, there is a mundreseta. There is utterance and there is entrance given. Hallelujah. Praying in the Holy Ghost is divine utterance. It opens doors. Glory be to God. It makes the way possible where it wasn't possible before. That's what you and I have. At our disposal. If you are a believer. How many believers? If you are a believer. Then it is our privilege. It is our honor. It is our responsibility. In this day and age. To be endued with power. From on high. So we can be part of God's road construction crew. Part of that crew that lights those dynamite fires in the realm of the Spirit and causes things to open up. Causes God to get into places that He wants to go. How many of you were here this morning? You were. Okay, a few of you were not. Were you here? Yes. Well, you may have, you, so those of you that were here heard this, but I, by, I just feel to repeat it. I shared this morning about pastors Mark and Janet Brzee, good friends of ours, pastor a great church in Tulsa, Oklahoma called World Outreach Church. And uh, 
For many years, they traveled into Europe. They, they did schools. They just went to the nations. And Europe was the, the main nation that God called them to minister in. Seventeen years ago, he instructed them to start a church. So they started this great church in Tulsa. And they mostly have just been pastoring, taking trips now and then. Well, a few, uh, I don't know how long ago, but he said recently, the Spirit of God began to deal with them again about doing some things in Europe. So they started praying intensely over it. They have a lot of open doors there, so they had already had a trip planned to go to Munich, Germany, where they preached last Sunday. But before they left, they just said they, they, he just said they didn't tell anybody, but they just in their heart, you know, said we're going to take a few extra days. Well, a lot of people take a few extra days to go on vacation in parts of Europe. But this wasn't a vacation trip. It was a divine appointment. It was an assignment from heaven. So after they finished ministering in Munich on Sunday, they went straight to Athens, Greece. On Monday and Tuesday, they just got this hotel in the strategic part of town and they prayed. They went and walked the streets and they prayed and they prayed. And he said it was like a cloak of the anointing. A spirit of prayer came upon them and he even used this term. They got places in the spirit they hadn't been before, praying over Athens, Greece and and what was happening there and what needed to happen in the realm of the spirit. They left there the night that they left they uh the next morning they were watching tv i guess and they found out right in front of their hotel where they'd stayed in athens greece was the biggest riot the biggest protest that had ever happened there and he said he knew one of the reasons god sent them there to pray over that situation but also because he he sent them there because of what he knew needed to happen in Athens, Greece, in that nation and in the continent of Europe. So after they were there, then on Wednesday and Thursday, they went to Paris. They were in Paris, the same thing. The Lord said, get a hotel in a strategic location. They were real close to the parliament building, about a mile from that, uh, that, say, that big stadium where they hold all of their athletic events. So, of course, we know what happened there. But Wednesday, he said they began to pray. And at first, it was like they were hitting a wall. It was just like, okay, you know, this is some tough sledding here. But they stayed with it. And you know what happened? Tremendous power was made available, dynamic in its working. He said they broke through something. And the spirit of prayer once again came on them in such a tremendous fashion. And so Thursday morning they wake up and they hear all of this commotion outside. They didn't know it, but Thursday was Amnesty Day in France, just like our Veterans Day. And so people were all over the streets. They go downstairs. There's a big parade happening. They were standing on the street. They see this big motorcade go by. It was the president's motorcade. He said it was so close, could have reached out and touched it. Right there in front of them. Went down the street, got out. They held a little ceremony there, did a little speech and all of that. But as they heard the president on him and on Janet, he said, it got so heavy to pray for this man and to pray for his protection. They went back to their hotel room and they prayed. And you know what happened? Tremendous power was made available, dynamic in its working. They got on a jet. They left Thursday night, late, early Friday morning, whatever it was. Of course, we know what happened on Friday. I had not heard this part of that horrible uh, incident there, but a couple of the suicide bombers, they actually had tickets to get in 
to that soccer game. The president was in that stadium. Their intent was to get inside that stadium and to blow it up, kill thousands of people, and probably trying to target the president. But God, everybody say, but God. A couple of security guards thought they looked suspicious. They wouldn't let them enter the stadium. They stepped outside of the stadium, blew themselves up on the street, not You know, we're not happy at all. We're saddened by the lives that were taken, but we also realize it could have been a lot, lot worse. God had boots on the ground. And God always has people. If we will listen to the Spirit on the inside of us, He has people in the right place at the right time, anointed by the Spirit of God to say and to pray His plan and His purpose to take authority over the works of the devil. I know many times as I'm praying over the nation, this phrase comes out a lot. Lord, we're we're speaking to anyone who has evil plots, evil intentions against our nation, that they would be uncovered, they would be exposed, they would be revealed. May the right people's eyes be open to apprehend those who have evil intentions. And I believe that our prayers are being answered. We don't know how many times that uh, people wanted to hurt or harm or do acts of terror in our nation. And they have been apprehended. They have been caught and they have been exposed. And it's not going to change because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. And it is dynamic in its working. So if you are filled with the Holy Ghost, That same passage that we read there in James 5.16 about that dynamic power. There's another place in the Word of God where this same word for power is used. And that is found in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Well, you know, and and we won't take time to read it, but in Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, this is when... Jesus told his disciples, if you have your Bible there, it's in red. He commanded them, we'll read this part, not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard of me. So we're already reading it, so let's read verse 5 as well. For John truly baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So Jesus told them, what to expect. This was his last encounter with his disciples before he ascended to heaven. From the time that he had been resurrected until his final ascension, he appeared to them about 40 times. And this was the last time. And this was an important message that he had to instruct them with. No, it wasn't 40 times, but over 40 days periods. I didn't want to exaggerate there. He appeared numerous times. So anyhow, this was his instructions to them. Now in verse 8 of Acts chapter 1, we want to look it out of the Amplified. But you shall receive, what's that word? We just saw that word in James chapter 5, and it's the same word, dynamite, dunamis, power. The Amplified expounds on it even more. It says ability, efficiency, and might 
when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends, the very bonds of the earth. So how many of you in here tonight are a candidate for his power, his ability, his efficiency, a spirit of might? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Power. Power from on high, endued with it, enveloped with it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Power to lift us out of every situation. Power to deliver us from any pit. Power to be an effective witness. Power to pray out His plan and His purpose. So we know, just like Jesus told them, you wait, don't leave. Jerusalem without being endued with this power. And it's a good word for believers in this day and hour. Don't leave home without being endued with Holy Ghost power, without taking that cloak of the anointing, without stirring yourself up in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Spirit. Take time. To pray in the Spirit of God every single day. Too many Christians are happy with just being saved. I've got my fire insurance. I'm not going to hell. But they have no idea of that we have power over the influence of hell in our lives. And in the earth, we got the power in the name of Jesus. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Though Satan rages, he cannot defeat us because he is defeated. We're the ones with the authority. We're the ones with the weapons. Pastor addressed three weapons. And there's many, but he addressed three this morning. We got the name of Jesus. We got the blood of the Lamb. We got the Word of God. And I'm adding this fourth one. We got praying in the Holy Ghost. Oh, oh, what a weapon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo! That's one of the reasons the devil has fought praying in tongues so much. It's a language from heaven. It's a divine weapon. Against his strategies. It's a hotline to heaven. When you are praying in the Holy Ghost, he doesn't understand what you are saying. And he doesn't like it. And he has fought it. But he's defeated. So let's look at the initial outpouring. I told you this is by way of review. We're going to go a little bit longer. That's okay because I believe we're building our case. Acts chapter 2, we'll look at verse 1 through 4 out of the New King James. Hallelujah. Can anybody say glory? I am fired up now. And I'm going to, hallelujah, let's read it up there. And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord and one place. There right there is a big key to fire falling from heaven. Getting in one accord, in one place. We're in one place, and we are getting to that place where we are in one accord. 
And nothing shall be restrained from us. The power that shall be released as we pray in one accord. In verse 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. A sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were Sitting. Woo, hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo. We think it's something when people fall and shake under the power and the presence of God. But we're coming into a day and an age where the whole place, the whole place, the whole house, the whole building, the whole sanctuary. Woo! Filled with the power and the presence of God. Not just so people shake, but the whole building shaken. Woo! Under that unction, under the power and under the presence. You think that might get some people's attention. They're driving by on a spirit and they look over here and the building is just shaken. And not the tile roofs aren't falling, the doors aren't swinging open, but the building is just shaking. The whole place filled, filled, filled. Woo! Everybody say, fill, fill me, Lord. Fill this place, Lord, with your presence, with your glory. Woo! Hallelujah. <laughs> so the place was filled and there was a, not only a sound from heaven there was a sign from heaven verse 3 then there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it sat upon each of them can you imagine the place is filled so thick with God's presence. And then they start kind of looking at each other. They can barely see each other through the cloud of the glory. And they look over there and they go, Mark. You know, Mark was one of the disciples. Mark, what's that on your head? Your gray hair is flaming red. <laughs> Woo! Cloven tongues like as a fire. Woo! They saw it. It was tangible. They were filled. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Speaking with other tongues was the initial sign of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And it is still the initial sign of being filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't care what your doctrine is. I don't care what's popular or not popular. It's the Bible. They got filled and they spoke. Woo! If you are filled, you will speak. And you won't speak doubt and unbelief. And you won't speak fear and anxiety.
the language of heaven. Hallelujah. That's what they spoke. That's what people heard. They weren't saying bad stuff when they were speaking in tongues. People understood them out on the streets. And the Bible says they were glorifying God, magnifying God. And people heard them and understood them. Hallelujah. Woo. I like the fact that it says suddenly. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven. John Osteen. Y'all have heard of Joel Osteen. John Osteen was his father. I love to hear that man preach. And he said that the reason it says suddenly there was a sound from heaven. The Holy Ghost was in a hurry to come and take charge of the church. He looked down and he said, Woo! Look at that. They're in one accord. They're in unity. Let's get down there real quick. And let's fill them up with Holy Ghost fire. Hallelujah. And don't you like that it said it was a sound from heaven. It wasn't a sound from hell. It wasn't a sound from down the street. It was evident that this sound came from heaven. It's also evident that speaking in tongues came from heaven. It's not of the devil. It's not from hell. This sound These cloven tongues of fire came straight down from heaven and baptized everyone. Hallelujah. And these tongues, like as a fire, it sat on their head, but you know it didn't stop there. It consumed them. From the top of their head to the soles of their feet, they became wall to wall Flaming missiles. They were enacting that scripture that was written later in Hebrews. He shall make his ministers a flame of fire. That's what happens when the Holy Ghost sits down upon you. I submit to you that the world deserves to see the church sat on. The world deserves to see that we have been sat on. We have been consumed with the Holy Ghost and fire, we got the real deal. We don't got the counterfeit. We're filled with the Holy Ghost. New wine. And it's so fine. It's so fine. God's Holy Ghost. New wine. Now, you know, it is such a benefit and a privilege to be filled with the Holy Spirit. There's many benefits. We're not going to go into them tonight. But we are going to center in a little bit longer and talk about the benefit of the Holy Spirit being our helper in prayer. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Are you all still good? Hallelujah. There's an unction to pray, but I just still have this strong unction to preach. So we're going to stay with the unction. Amen. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit should say Himself. He maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. A few things we want to point out. I know you're a, 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 I know you're a well-educated group in here in the things of the Spirit, but let me just point this out to you. The word infirmity there, it is not a sickness. It is not a disease. It is not a physical weakness. 
what it literally means, where it says the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. That word means our inability to produce results. That's what that infirmity is. Our inability to produce results by ourselves and out of our mental capacity. We don't have the words to say. We don't always know how to pray over a situation. And even sometimes when we look at a situation and we think we know how to pray, most of the time we're in the flesh. And we're trying to manipulate people. God, have them do this, have them do that. And it's not even His plan that we would be praying that way. That's why He said the Holy Spirit will come to our aid. He will come alongside us in our inability to produce results. And He will give us His ability. Didn't we see that word in Acts chapter 1? Ha! Debrosepa! His ability! The spirit of power and might coming upon us, helping us, showing us how to pray. Helpeth is also an important word there. Helpeth there means to take hold together with us against something. We run up against things sometimes when we're praying. We run up against a roadblock. We run up against a hindrance. But the Holy Spirit, He comes to our aid. He surrounds us and He gives us divine utterance on how to move that thing, how to use that dynamite in the realm of the Spirit. That's His job. That's one of His functions. He is our divine helper. Now, also look at verse 27 in the Amplified. I really like this out of Amplified. And he who searches the hearts of men knows what is the mind of the Holy Spirit, what his intent is, because the Spirit intercedes and pleads before God in behalf of the saints according to and in harmony with God's will. So the Holy Spirit comes. And he searches our heart. Did you know your heart knows things your head doesn't? Everybody ought to say praise the Lord. We're way smarter down here in our heart. We've got the mind of Christ here on the inside of us. We've got the wisdom of God. We have divine utterance because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. So he comes and he searches those things that are way down deep. He helps us locate what the Spirit of God has what the Spirit of God has transmitted and implanted into our hearts. And then he gives us divine utterance to pray it out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praying in the Spirit is beyond what we can do in the natural. And it removes human limitations. I don't think I'm going to go dumb, but I am having a hard time speaking in English. I'm telling you, God wants us to see the value of praying in tongues. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men. We're not speaking to men. That's why if somebody hears you pray in tongues and they say, Oh, that's gibberish. I don't understand what you're saying. This uh, scripture just in the New King James. Ha, ha, all we have to say, it says, He who speaks in tongues 
does not speak to men, but to God. So if anybody says, I don't understand what you're saying, be polite, but just say, that's okay, I'm not talking to you. I'm speaking to God. Hallelujah. And I get bondre seto. And as I am speaking to God, tremendous power is being made available. Hallelujah. And then it goes on there and it says, For no one understands him. However, in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. One translation said, He's talking God talk. Glory to God. Now you can put it up in the Amplified because it also, it goes on and it says, He who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men but to God. For no one understands or catches his meaning because in the Holy Spirit he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. Oh my How awesome is it to be able to get in that secret place and to begin to commune with our Heavenly Father in that divine, heavenly language and to say, Lord, I need wisdom. I need understanding about this situation. And your mind saying, well, you should do this and you should do that. But you just keep praying in the Holy Spirit and then out of your spirit comes the answer. Things not obvious to the understanding. Folks, we have a secret place that we dwell in and we have a secret language between us and the Father. Hallelujah. And when we pray in that heavenly language, things are revealed, things are uncovered. And as we pray in the Holy Spirit, it doesn't just affect our lives, but it goes around the world. Hallelujah. He is looking for people that will be available, available to use that divine heavenly language to shake heaven. Hallelujah. To shake hell and bring heaven down to earth. Glory to God. Now, I want to close by reading a prophecy from... uh, Lynn Hammond, she's a wonderful woman of God, known her for many years. She has a great anointing on her life to pray. The Spirit of God woke her up September 30th, I believe it was, and he said, I want you to write this down. And he began to speak to her about the value of speaking in tongues. So you listen to this. This is going to be our jumping off place, and then we are going to do what we've been hearing about tonight. Tongues is a language, is the language of heaven. It is downloaded into your spirit and when you get born again. And when you are baptized in the Holy Ghost, the language is released. That language will change the world and it will change you when used because it is accompanied by the fire of God. The language, this language of heaven, carries the very essence and nature of God to any and every situation. The language is of the Spirit, and it's very personalized and individualized, marking each person with heaven's label. You are mine, and I am here. 
there is much more to understand and to, and to comprehend about this gift. Much more revelation to be had. As the Apostle Paul wrote, I would not have you to be ignorant. The more you understand about speaking in other tongues, the more you will give way to it and yield to it, causing you to grow exponentially. Speaking in other tongues is a sign, now listen to this, to arrest, to attract, and to indicate the presence of God is here. It is the gateway and the door to the supernatural. The Holy Ghost will bring the full expression of heaven through the believer. That's his desire. You and I are his mouthpiece in the earth. And that's why it's so important that we speak the language of heaven. Certainly we can pray in our known tongues. Certainly we can pray the word of God, which we should do. But there is also a place, and we should never minimize the value of praying in other tongues. Hallelujah. Let's all stand. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we thank you. Glory be to God. Glory.